0: Good morning, brothers and sisters in Christ. We praise and thank the Lord for another day where we can gather together in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, to worship Him, to praise Him, and to give Him thanks for His wonderful provision upon us. We have been dealing about the superiority of Christ in the past few weeks about his death, today and the following days many will be going to the cemetery to visit the graveyard of their loved ones to remember their departed ones, to cherish the memories of their departed ones. And once again, today we will continue to deal with the perfect sacrifice of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is found in Hebrews chapter 10, verses 1 to 18, our scripture for today. Let us look into this as we read this passage. For since the law has but a shadow of the good things to come, instead of the true form of these realities. It can never, by the same sacrifices that are continually offered every year, make perfect those who draw near. Otherwise, would they not have ceased to be offered, since the worshippers have once been cleansed, would no longer have any consciousness of sin. But in these sacrifices, there is a reminder of sin every year, for it is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. Consequently, when Christ came into the world, He said, sacrifices and offerings you have not desired, but a body have you prepared for me. these are offered according to the law then he added behold I have come to do your will he abolishes the first in order to establish the second and by that will we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all and every priesthood and every priest stands daily at his service, offering repeatedly the same sacrifices which can never take away sins. But when Christ said, Offer for all time a single sacrifice for sin, he sat down at the right hand of God, waiting for that time until his enemies should be made a footstool for his feet. For by a single offering he has perfected for all time those who are being sanctified and the Holy Spirit also bears witness to us for after saying this is the covenant I will make with them after those days declares the Lord I will put my laws on their hearts and write them on their minds then he added he adds I will remember their sins and their lawless deeds no more. Where, where there is forgiveness of this, there is no longer any offering for sin. Let us first have a word of prayer as we proceed, before we proceed. Father, we entrust to you once again this time as we ponder upon your word. We pray for your Holy Spirit to touch our hearts and our minds. That we will learn from, from you, Lord, and apply what, uh, what spiritual truth that you have, the spiritual truth that you have prepared for us even this day. We commit this time to you with thanksgiving in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The book of Hebrews is actually the Leviticus of the Old Testament. Do. To its repetition of the Old Covenant for the sacrifice, actually, that points and was fulfilled in Christ in the New Testament. Here in this uh, book of Hebrews, there are two important truths in relation to the Old Testament covenant. These two, the first one is that without The shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. And the second one, it is impossible for blood of bulls and goats in the Old Testament sacrifice that it cannot take away sin. The Old Testament sacrifice cannot take away sins. That is why in our passage this morning, in verses 1 to 4, it reveals that the Old Testament system of sacrifice is not sufficient to forgive sin. It is not sufficient to forgive sin. You know, after Adam and Eve, after they sin against God, God slaughtered an animal and used the skin to cover their sin, and this is just temporal. As written in Genesis chapter three, verse 21. And thereafter, the Old Testament sacrifices for sin were practiced until Christ came, until Christ came to offer the final and ultimate and perfect sacrifice which made animal sacrifice sacrifices no longer necessary. That's why today, in Christ, we do not sacrifice animals anymore. As verse 1 reveals that the law, which is the Old Testament system of sacrifice, is only a shadow of the reality of Christ Himself. Christ is the true sacrifice for the forgiveness of our sins. And here we can see, as it is written in verses 5 to 9, that Christ indeed came to earth to atone for our sins. Here, our Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God, came to earth to become the Son of Man and to presented himself to the Father and said, Father, here I am to do your will to fulfill your plan, and the Son, we can see in Philippians chapter 2 became obedient even unto death, wherein a new covenant therefore was established and the Old Testament sacrifices was abolished. That's why we again no longer sacrifice animals in our worship to God. And through this, in verses 10 to 14, in verse 10, it says, to all who believe will be sanctified. To be sanctified, in other version, it tells us to be made holy and declared righteous before God. And in verse 14, it tells us that believers, those who believe, are perfected before God. A perfect, reconciled relationship with God became possible by the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore in verses 15 to 18, it affirms and it declares the the sufficiency of Christ's suffering where sin offering is no longer necessary because Jesus had fully paid it all, a complete payment by his sacrifice at the cross of Calvary. Now, what are the blessings of the new covenant in Christ? Through his perfect and ultimate sacrifice, since Jesus had already abolished the Old Testament system of sacrifice, and we now are in Christ, through his perfect. ultimate sacrifice. Now what are those blessings that we have in Christ? There are a few and first it is found in verse 9. Jesus said to the Father, behold I have come to do your will. He does away with the first in order to establish the second covenant through his death to his sacrificial death, and today, because of what Jesus had done, there is no need of animals and rituals to come before God. In verse nine, because the new covenant, we no longer need the strict guidelines, the the, 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 the strict regulations, and sac- for sacrifices and any other rituals, or even human mediator to come before the presence of God. We no longer need those things. Instead, today, through Christ, we can come directly to God through our Lord Jesus Christ. For any concern that we have in life, because He is our all-knowing God. For prayers, for our needs, because He is all-powerful. And He is also all present where we can confess our shortcoming, where we can repent of our sins, where we can give our petitions to our Heavenly Father through our Lord Jesus Christ. This is because the desire of our God is the heart of His people. It is not animals, dumb animals that cannot respond to God, but God's desire is the heart of His people a faithful and obedient heart just like just like the heart of our lord jesus christ and we as Christians, our goal as believers is to be christ-like therefore we have to do god's will we have to be obedient to god through his Word, not external sacrifices or rituals we come to god to, to worship him but not but it should be out of our grateful heart to do the Father's will. This is the kind of sacrifice that pleases our Heavenly Father. It is the heart that matters most to our God, to our Heavenly Father, our faith and obedience to Him. You know, only Christian belief that salvation comes by faith in Christ alone. Christians believe, we believe, that we are saved by faith alone through what Jesus Christ had done for us at the cross of Carbary. It is not what we can do nor any good works that we can offer to God to save us from our sins, but it is purely what Jesus had done for us. This is what we believe as believers. However, all other religion, they believe that through good works that they can appease the wrath of God, that they can truly worship God by doing good works or be, by, by being forgiven of their sins. This is not true. You know, I was born in, in the southern parts of the Philippines and I was born in the midst of a Muslim people in Muslim community, and I lived there for 15 years. I have many friends who are Muslim, and they are very religious. They pray five times a day, and toward Mecca. They face toward Mecca. Every year, they fast 40 days a year. They give alms. They do good works to please Allah. And I also have friends who prayed repetitious prayers for the remissions of their sins, Roman Catholic friends. Sometimes they even use Latin language in their prayers. And I believe they don't seem to understand what they are praying for. And they count their sin forgiven after completing their prayers, even without knowing what they pray or do not understand what they are praying or even without being repentant in their hearts. These are indeed some good works, good works believing that they can appease God. And worse, there are even those who inflict themselves publicly, especially during uh, uh, Holy Week, They 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 are nailed at the cross They want themselves to be nailed at the cross as a way of sacrifice. These are actually all external religious practices and rituals. Believing what they are doing are good works and they can find favor and merit before God. However, this is not what God desires. These are outward forms of sacrifices to appease God. But God desires obedience through applying His Word in our lives as a living sacrifice as an act of our worship to Him, doing His will through His Word that can transform our inner being, not doing external religious deeds to appease and win God's favor. However, we as Chinese are not exempted from this kind of rituals especially for the dead you might be visiting your departed dead ones today or maybe tomorrow and the next day you'll be visiting their graveyard maybe some of some of you may even though you are already Christians because of the pressure from maybe relatives and friends some some even in the funeral homes they they burn incense, they offer food, they burn paper money. They are being carried away by unbelieving friends and relatives to do these kinds of offering. And this is indeed not pleasing to our God. This is actually a spiritual deception that may create fear and force hope. When a person departs this earthly life, Either he or she will be with Christ or be without Christ forever. There are only two ways after a person depart this life. If he accepted Christ in this life, then after this life he will be with Christ for eternity. Or a person who is without Christ, he will be in a Christless, Christless uh, for, for he will be Christless. And also in verse 10, it says, Therefore, we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Christ. First, the blessings that we have, we need not offer sacrifices or rituals in coming to God to worship Him, to serve Him. It was already abolished by Christ. We can come directly to God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through His perfect sacrifice. And another blessing we have in verse 10, we have been sanctified through the offering by the body of our Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, if we are in Christ, we are sanctified in verse 10. Sanctified through the offering of the body of Christ. Jesus Christ. Now the word sanctified means to be set apart for God. And the reality of sanctification, it happens at the very moment when we heard the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, we believe in the finished work of Christ and admitted that we are sinners. And we repent of our sins and we receive the Lord Jesus Christ as our personal Savior and Lord by faith. At that very moment, we are sanctified by the grace of God and transformed into a new creation set apart for God. And what more, it tells us after we receive the Lord Jesus Christ, God the Holy Spirit will indwell every believer as a seal of ownership, redeemed by the blood of Christ, that we no longer are being controlled by the power of darkness, but we are now redeemed by the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. And the Holy Spirit will indwell us as a sign of ownership. He also indwell us to guide us for our spiritual growth in times that we are in sorrow the holy spirit can comfort us in in times we are in in trials the holy spirit can strengthen us and he can protect us he can guide us because he is god the third person of the trinity who dwells in every believers He, he the holy spirit even can protect us from the evil one. He also can convict us when we sin against God. And we can also grieve the Holy Spirit when we live a life of disobedience, a life that is not pleasing to our God. Today, we are still progressing in our sanctification. We are still struggling with sin. Time and again, we still sin even though we are a believer and yet, on the other hand, we are already perfected in our relationship with our Heavenly Father the very moment we have received Christ. That's why today, while we are still here on earth, we still have to struggle with sin. And we still can ask for forgiveness and God is faithful to forgive us until that day of final sanctification happens in our lives when our God will call us home to be with Him, at that very moment, there will be no more struggles for sin and we are in our final sanctification. No more illness, no more sufferings, no more pain, no more burdens, but at rest in the very presence of God. What a blessing indeed that we have in Christ being sanctified in him. Despite we have the trials in this life, and yet we can come to him, his grace is enough and sufficient to sustain us. Another blessings that we have in Christ is in verse 11. Our Lord Jesus Christ intercedes for his people in Hebrews seven twenty-five. In verse 11, it tells us that Jesus sat at the right hand of the Father after he completed his work at Carberry. Jesus sat down to intercede for his people. What a blessing for us indeed. We can now pray without perform- performing any rituals, but we can lift up our hearts to God, our concern, our needs our thanksgiving, our praises to God, to God the Father through His Son who intercedes for us as we pray to Him, as we pray to the Father through the Son and it is by the power of God, the Holy Spirit who works in us, who helps us in our spiritual life, in our walk with our God. Indeed, we can come before God's throne With confidence, because Jesus cares for his people. If he died for us, he will surely care for us, and he intercedes for us. seated at the right hand of God the Father, ruling with power and with authority. He is in control of all creation, and we are thankful that he is mindful of us, and he cares and intercedes for us what a blessing indeed another blessing that that we have in Christ when we are in him God said I will put my laws on their hearts and write them on their minds new heart and new minds in verse 16 is another blessing that we have in Christ God does not only save us from sin but He will also deliver us from sin. Since our human heart is deceitful, decept, defective, and deceptive, therefore God promised us a new heart and a new mind. A new mind that will learn to know Him, that will learn to long for Him. A new mind and a new heart that will love Him. A heart and mind that obeys and trusts in Him. This is what God desires from His people, a faithful and obedient heart, a heart that trusts and puts Him first in everything. Another blessing that we have in Christ, God said in verse 17 that He will remember our sins and lawless deeds no more. He will remember our sins and lawless deeds no more. Yes, God is all-knowing. Nothing can be hidden before Him. And God is aware and knows our every sin. And yet here, it is a blessing for us that God will remember our sins no more. He will remember it no more, though God knows it but he will cast it out. It is a promise made by God himself, that the record of our sins will be blotted out and will be cleansed by the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. We are now hidden in Christ. Therefore in Christ, we are truly forgiven. We are blameless. We are truly cleansed. And in Christ, we are declared righteous before God who will remember our sins no more. This is our status in Christ. This is our new life in our Lord Jesus Christ. And it is indeed a great blessing to be in Christ. And in verse 18, we can praise God. It tells us that where there is forgiveness of this, there is no longer any offering for sin. This is indeed the sufficiency of the sacrifice of our Lord Jesus Christ that has been accepted by the Father that raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand to rule with power and authority. And all these blessings that we can experience, that we can enjoy, that we have, is found in Christ alone and no other. It is based on the works of Christ alone, and it is offered to all who believe and trust in His finished work at the cross of Calvary. To all who believe in Him, who trust in Him, receive Him as their personal Savior and Lord, the Bible tells us that God will give us the right to become His children, to become the children of God. Indeed, we praise and thank God for, his perfect, for the perfect and ultimate sacrifice of our Lord Jesus Christ. And through his sacrifice, we can, we can learn, firstly, that it is not external, but internal. Christ deals with the inner being of our hearts. External sacrifices in the Old Testament, the burn offerings, in order to appease God. But Jesus here deals with our inner being, the inner being of our hearts, our minds and spirit to transform it to be pleasing unto God, to honor and glorify Him, unlike the Old Testament sacrifices that are plainly rituals and ceremonies that are external. And second, we can learn also from the sacrifice of Christ, it is not temporal. But it is for eternity. Christ's forgiveness once and for all made us perfect for eternity. But the sacrifices of the old covenant, though many animals, bulls and goats were being killed, slaughtered, or being sacrificed and repeatedly every year, yet it is very inadequate. It cannot forgive sins. Only What the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, more precious than the blood of bulls and goats, had been accepted by the Father for the forgiveness of our sins. And it is for eternity. His sacrifice at the cross made us perfect in our relationship with our Heavenly Father, not only in this life, but for eternity. And the third, we can learn from the sacrifice of our Lord Jesus Christ, the new covenant, it is purely by the work of Christ. We have no contribution in it. It is, it is not men's work as, like, as it is done in the Old Testament. The sacrifices in the Old Testament, it, it is done by human beings. But here for us, it is done purely by Christ. And it is by faith in Christ. It's perfect work and sacrifice, not what we can do or sacrifice or do goods or good works that can please our Heavenly Father, that where we can receive forgiveness. No, it is only what Jesus had done at the cross by the shedding of His blood that we can truly be forgiven of our sins. Therefore, let us be very careful about our thoughts of allowing good works to get mixed up with our salvation in Christ. Our salvation in Christ, it is complete it is perfect, it is ultimate, and we should not add any good works, but receive it by faith and thanksgiving as a gift from our Heavenly Father through what Jesus had done for us. Because if we do so, it will only pollute our belief in Christ, and it is an insult to the complete and ultimate sacrifice of our Lord Jesus Christ for our sins, and His sacrifice is also superior over the Old Testament covenant. That's why he established this covenant, this new covenant, wherein we can truly be forgiven of our sins. Brothers, let us not neglect or take this truth for granted that what we can inherit, from the Lord Jesus Christ, how He suffered for us and the blessings that we could experience in Him. Let us not be deprived of these blessings in Christ in this life and it will determine as well our eternal destiny. Let us also be very careful that we have have received Christ by faith as our Savior through the repentance of our sins. Without Christ, we are nothing. Without Christ, we will be without God for eternity. And we will suffer for eternity after we die in this life. Only in Christ can we experience eternity with God because of what Jesus had done on our behalf at the cross of Harbury. If you are already a believer of the Lord Jesus Christ, Let us also not be deprived of the blessings that we have in Christ. Let us exercise our privileges and blessings in Christ. We can call upon Him anytime. We can pray to Him. We can experience His goodness and faithfulness as we continue to put His trust in Him. Even trials can become triumphs in our Lord Jesus Christ. Because He is now seated at the right hand of the Father, He can intercede for us and He is ruling with power and authority over all creation. He is superior over all creation in this life and the life to come. So let us be thankful to God and put our trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and continue to live for Him, continue to depend on Him and always be thankful for the great things that He has done for us. Because of what He has done. We are now forgiven, reconciled to our Heavenly Father, and we indeed have a destiny to be with God for eternity. So there is nothing to be afraid of in this life, even this COVID, it can do nothing toward us. It cannot separate us from the love of our Heavenly Father that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Let us pause for a moment of silence as we give thanks to God in our hearts for the great things, for the wonderful things, for the blessed things that he has done for us before we close in prayer. Lord, we come before your presence at this time. There are those who are worshiping you at this time, who are struggling with their faith in you. They might be discouraged, they might be downcast because of the trials that they are going through, because they lost a loved one, or for whatever reason, O God. I pray, Lord, for your thoughts upon them. Strengthen them, even Lord, as we look up to you and to give you thanks for how you have reconciled us to our Heavenly Father, forgiven our sins by the death and sacrifice that you have done at the cross of Calvary. Lord, we, I pray for every believer, for every heart at this time that we will continue, dear Father, to look up to you, to depend on you, and to enjoy to exercise our privileges and blessings that we have in our Lord Jesus Christ. Help us, Lord, to be fully To put our confidence fully in you, to be fully dependent upon you, to call upon you at all times, to give you thanks, to worship you, and even, Lord, to serve you with our life that you have saved by your death and sacrifice. Lord, we pray that thou will continue to guide us in in the weeks, months, and even in the years to come. Continue, dear Father, to bless us, continue to use us as instrument of your blessing as we continue to enjoy the life that you have given us in Christ. May your name be glorified in our life, in our church, in our family, as we together, as one body in Christ, we'll continue to put our faith and trust in you. Help us to live a life of obedience to you, that our life be pleasing and acceptable to you for your glory and honor. We commit all these things with thanksgiving in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.